0: Welcome to It Starts With A Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello, and welcome to the first guest episode of season three of It Starts With A Click. I'm so excited about this episode because it is with a film photographer called Karine Maioka. Um I think I've said her name right I keep getting it wrong so I'm really sorry if I get it wrong she did correct me in the start so she will correct me on my pronunciation of her name she is a German based photographer and I discovered Karine really randomly while I was watching a YouTube video by a film YouTuber called Matt Day and he was recommending photographers who run YouTube channels about film who are female and I have come across so few female film YouTubers so I was so excited to discover her channel and I binge watched like so many of her videos and I messaged her I think within two days on Instagram and asked her if she wanted to come on my podcast and just chat about photography and shooting on film and being a woman and. Just how do we just had such a nice chat? So I'm really looking forward to you hearing it. She isn't a fashion photographer, but she is a film photographer, and I am all about film here. I love shooting on film, probably just as much as I love fashion. So I really hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. I adored it, and I can't wait for you to listen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for having me. Did I say? Did I say your name right? Yes, that's
1: perfect. I mean, I'm from Germany, so usually I say Karin, but I got okay. used to
0: the English way, so Karen is perfectly fine. Perfect, thank you so much. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, so my name is Karin, or Karen, as you prefer. <laughs> I'm 26 years old, I'm based in Germany, and I knew this question would come ahead of time, so I was thinking if I should introduce myself as a photog- photographer. Um, But I wasn't very sure because, I mean, I'm not a professional photographer. I'm like a photography enthusiast. So I would rather prefer the term of a like visual creator. So I Mm -hmm. have a big passion for photography, especially film photography. And also quite recently, I started a
0: YouTube channel about film photography. Amazing. That's so exciting. And can I ask what you do when you're not being a photographer? Yes, of course. Um, I
1: studied psychology. So I just majored last year in uh, psychology in clinical psychology and experimental psychopathology. So currently I'm working as a psychologist in a clinic in a hospital and yeah photography just started off as a hobby but just got more and more into my big passion and I'm just trying to squeeze as much time as possible into photography as I can manage besides my job. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that sounds like a really incredible job as well. I'm really in- interested in psychology myself. So I can mm-hmm. see how you would be drawn to photography as a psychologist. I feel like photography is actually a very interesting subject to analyze sort of mental health with as well. And like the psyche, I think it's just, it all makes sense to me. Exactly. I think a lot of people kind of think it's completely unrelated
1: but and I used to answer like I'm doing something totally different than than photography but the more I kind of used this phrase and the more I was looking at it I thought that this is not true because there are so many connections between photography and psychology and I just think Mm -hmm. that both of these tools you know my job but also just the camera kind of serves the same purpose because all I want to kind of do in life or my main motivation to to do both is to understand people, to kind of understand human emotions, to understand human behavior. And Mm -hmm. I think that a photography like camera can also help me do that because through the lens I can also understand people just in the way I can do it with words.
0: Yeah no I love that 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 completely completely makes sense to me and I should start off by saying that you know obviously this show is mainly about fashion photography primarily mm-hmm. because that's what I do um, and you don't do fashion photography your work is very different but I still wanted to get you on because I'm also extremely passionate about film and mm-hmm. you primarily shoot with film so can I ask you how you actually got started in photography and what got you interested in photography in general and more specifically shooting on film who that's a long story <laughs> I will try yeah. to cover it all but to
1: kind of make it short I fell in love with photography I would say twice and Mm -hmm. first I fell in love with digital photography and after some time I fell completely in love with analog photography and kind of never got back to my first love of digital photography Mm -hmm. but it was not like the classical story of love at first sight you pick up a camera and then you're kind of done forever and you know what you want to do for me it was like a longer process and at Mm -hmm. first I would say I was even a bit skeptical towards photography um, because Back when I was younger and back when I was still in school, I always knew that I wanted to do something creative and I was very, very passionate about arts, especially about painting. I was enrolled in a program in an art academy because I also was thinking about maybe studying arts mm-hmm. and all I was thinking about was just classical old painting. This was like mm-hmm. my thing, painting, but also a bit of drawing, some sculpturing on the side. And of course, there were also people in the Academy who were doing photography. But back then I was like, hmm, how can you compare the, those two? Because mm-hmm. when I'm working on a painting, I usually spend weeks, if not months, yeah. just on one painting, and it's a very, very long process. So when I saw people taking photos, I was always thinking, well, you know, this takes you just a couple of seconds. Well, I'm putting mm-hmm. all the sweat and work and just hard labor into, into my art. So, you know, this kind of didn't make sense for me. Yeah. So there was like a long period where I was not seeing myself ever picking up a camera or ever or ever kind of going into the direction of photography because I always associated art with a lot of hard work and commitment and just, you know, also labor in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I started to pick up a camera just for the reason to support my painting and support my art because when I started a big painting project, I usually needed some reference pictures. Mm -hmm. And back then I was just browsing Google and downloading the pictures I needed to kind of um, make my composition. But then I realized that it's so much easier and so much more efficient to just take the pictures myself, which is why Mm -hmm. I got a, a camera eventually. But in the start, it was like, not for the purpose of photography, but really just for the purpose of supporting my painting and just a tool to kind of create my vision and painting. And yeah, that's kind of not the, the the time I fell in love with photography, but I saw myself picking up my camera more and more often just to be prepared to capture nice moments that I could eventually interpret in a painting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that this was like the first part where it dis- didn't really make a click or it didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. spark, spark love back then. Yeah. But I also brought my camera to travels and just around more often. And then it was like a process of slowly but steadily falling in love because I saw that it's way harder to get the right composition you want, sometimes even way harder than with painting because you have everything with your brush or with your pencil you can create yourself. And with photography, you kind of have to think more and more elaborate. And that's when I realized, okay, I think photography is indeed an art form I was not seeing before Mm-hmm. but I would say the, the time when it really clicked and when I really saw myself doing photography like as a, my main passion was when I went abroad. Mm-hmm. I went abroad um, during my studies, during my master's studies to Norway and back then I just had like my new digital camera and I was getting more into photography so I thought it would be cool to join the photography association, the photography mm-hmm. club at the, the city where, where I'm staying And when I went to the first meeting, everybody around me, seriously, everybody around me had an analog camera around their neck. Really? Yeah, I was super surprised as well because I thought it's a photography club. There would probably be like a couple of geek hats who would bring along a film camera, but mainly there would be digital shooters. But I was feeling like an outsider because I was the one (laughs) with a digital camera. And uh, on that day, they also showed us around the club and they showed us every room that they had and I was basically interested into getting into the studio. I mean I do not do a lot of fashion photography or portraits of of that sort as you do for example, but back then I was interested into kind of getting to know. But -hmm. the thing I was most interested in was not the studio as I anticipated before, but it was in fact the dark room. I just Mm. made my first steps into the dark room. I watched people develop their film and go to the dark room and make prints and I was just so fascinated by it that I like from that day on, I just, literally one of the next days, I went into a, a like antique shop, bought a film yeah. camera and I never
0: looked back. Oh, that's okay a the story was story. way way longer than I thought I'm sorry if it's like no it's perfect it's great it's so nice to hear I can hear the excitement and the passion in your voice and it's funny because I also started off painting I was oh, really? um, at school yeah so I was at school um, in Switzerland and so I, I speak French don't start speaking German to me I don't speak German <laughs> so sorry um so I was in school in Switzerland and at, funny enough, at my school, when I was painting, there was no photography. So I didn't have any exposure to photography at all. <laughs> everything we did was painting and it was very like painting is the best form of art. It is, it is the pure form of art. It's the mm-hmm. everything that you should be doing. So I painted for a long time and then randomly discovered photography on my own and then it was for me it was sort of love at first sight and it all clicked for me immediately when I picked up a camera Um, but I also love shooting film and I I have a different part of me as well in that I haven't ever really used a dark room I never had the ability to I went on to study at university um, in the UK where I'm living now and my Mm -hmm. course that I did was all digital so I'm on the opposite side sort of wishing i'd done more darkroom and wishing i'd done more film um and having to sort of figure out my way in and learn more film now which is why i was so excited when i found your youtube channel because (laughs) i have said this before there are very few females in the film photography space especially if you go on youtube um the only people you find Easily, primarily, are men. And that is, you know, there's no problem with that. I have learned so much from the men that I followed on YouTube and who have been talking about film photography. And it was Matt Day, who is one of the big film photographers, who actually shared your channel and is how I found you. And I was so excited when I found your channel because I was like, oh my gosh, finally there is a woman who is talking about film, who is sharing her experiences, who is talking about the camera she uses, who is getting technical about film, because I feel like as women, we're almost expected to not be technical and not Mm -hmm. get geeky. Um, So please, can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel and like what made you start it? First up, I have to say that I was like in the exact same position as
1: you, because even though I had a YouTube channel back then when Matt got the question about like female film Mm -hmm. photographers on YouTube, I was also not exposed to that many female mm. YouTube channels back then. So I just think it was very, very nice of him to kind of, you know, support the female community out there. And I'm so glad he did because I discovered so many other female mm. channels through that, which I think is very, very useful. But yeah, back then, before I started my channel, this was also one of the reasons why I decided to start a channel in the first place because I was exposed to all these great YouTubers, who talk about film, who talk about cameras, who talk about their passion, and there are a lot of a lot of great channels out there, which I absolutely love. But mm-hmm. still, I thought that there is kind of a lack of female photographers in the scene. I'm I went like on Facebook groups about analog photography, and it was pretty much the same because mm-hmm. most of the time there's men, mostly also elder men who talk about cameras and who geek out yeah. about technical stuff and and yeah. things like that. And I thought that this cannot be, there have to be, you know, more female, female photographers. And I bet they, there are, but they just do not get as much, as much exposure. So I thought Mm -hmm. maybe I should just do it, you know, but also I just love, even though the community and the whole kind of aspect about photography on YouTube is very heavily male dominated, Mm -hmm. I just still think that the community was so fascinating for me because I saw that a lot of people are connected it's more than just putting out videos but it's really connecting to your viewers to other Mm -hmm. youtubers to just you know share the passion and not just do it for yourself and I always wanted to kind of have people around me who shared this passion yeah because even though I love my friends to death a lot of them are not that much into photography, especially not analog photography. So every time I picked up a new camera, I just talked, you know, to my friends about it. But they were like happy for me, but didn't really get it. And back when I was in the photo club in in Norway, I had this community. I had the people around me who would share, you know, my passion and who would understand if I'm telling them something geeky about cameras and film. But when I ba- went back home to Germany, suddenly there were not that many people around me who could yeah. anticipate to what I go through. So I thought, So I thought that maybe this would be perfect to have a channel because then I could also connect to people who are not within my reach, like technically, mm-hmm. but I could just talk to them online and maybe build up a community this way. And so far, so good, I would say.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. And do you have many plans for the YouTube channel? Anything that we can expect or you want to be creating or doing with it? Uh,
1: I do indeed. I mean, I'm doing more on my full-time job now. So I hope that I can yeah. squeeze in enough time to also follow the the YouTube thing as much as I would love to. But I'm also very happy that you got me on your podcast because I saw your work and you're a very, very talented photographer when it comes to fashion when it comes to portrait portraits and i'm very fascinated by that as well and yeah just recently i got a new medium format camera which Mm -hmm. i thought could maybe be like the gateway to more kind of portrait fashion oriented stuff as well so Mm -hmm. i'm you know not a pro on this level yet but i'm willing to to learn and i'm willing to share what i learn and also share my process of getting into this new kind of area of photography
0: so that's what's what will be on the channel very soon. That's so it's so nice to I've always loved especially when I was starting out like being able to watch someone's journey and watch them grow and develop and seeing their process and seeing you know the struggles they go through and and seeing the moments where they go oh the the bell went in my head and I suddenly understood something (laughs) so it's going to be really really cool to watch that and see you not only shoot you know your new medium format camera but also start to shoot portraits and stuff and I'm sure you're going to be amazing at that as well. Um, thank you what do you think you love so much about film specifically because I know I have things I love about it but I'd love to know (laughs) what you love about it
1: that's a very complex question because there's definitely more than just one thing to say I Mm -hmm. think for me the most thing that drew me into it is just the process and the possibilities that I have with film and that's also what kind of made click for me when I made my first steps into the darkroom because I just saw that there's a medium where I could experiment, where I could be, you know, involved in every step on it, not only shooting, but also the whole post-processing, developing film, Mm -hmm. making making prints in the darkroom. And the whole process was what kind of drew me into photography and still is because I do develop my film myself Mm -hmm. and I scan my film myself. And I do sometimes go into the darkroom as well. So just being part of the whole process is a very big deal for me because I feel like that way I can express my whole creative, you know, yeah. every decision I can yeah. I can kind of do on my own. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about you. Some people are kind of annoyed by the fact that you no. have a delayed gratification with film because you do not yeah. see your results straight away. But I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, but basically just the fact that it slows me down, that I'm feeling more mindful and just enjoying the process a lot more was a thing that I kind of learned to love on the way. And what else? I mean, there's so many things I could say yeah. say about film. But with, with digital, for me, it always felt a bit, I wouldn't say clinical, but mm-hmm. just it's a different kind of approach in terms of speed, in terms of, yeah. Um, colors as well I love that with your film stock you kind of choose your colors and you kind mm-hmm. of know what direction you're going but the colors are kind of baked into the film and it's not mm-hmm. for me it feels like more natural than with digital where you kind of put your colors on top of what you have yeah I don't know if, if yeah. you know if you kind of understand what I'm saying I
0: totally get it yeah so for me it's, it's the same like I love the fact that if I shoot on film, I have to slow down. I have to consciously take a minute and think about what I'm doing and really compose my shot. Whereas if I'm shooting on digital, you know, and I shoot digitally for most of my clients at the moment because a lot of them need fast turnarounds and they need lots of images. And it's just easier to shoot digitally for some of my clients. And then other times I have clients who just really want that quality. And that is something else that I just love about film as much as you try to emulate it digitally, it just does not look the same. You can try as hard as you want and you can get something that's near enough, but I just don't think you can ever fully recreate a film look digitally. And like you said about um, crafting the whole process and really being hands-on, like you go as far as developing your own film yourself. I can't do that I don't know how to do that myself I would love to one day and I'm sure I will I do scan my film though so unless I'm on a very short deadline I will scan my film in myself and I it takes such a long time like I don't (laughs) think people realize how long it takes but it does take a really long time because it does the highest quality and it takes time to to you know, get the colors looking right, and and I, but I love that. I it almost makes me feel like I'm back to painting when I exactly. did have to take longer, and I love the fact that I have to spend that time crafting my images, and it feels like a much more. I want to say loving process, like I give (laughs) love to my images far more when I can touch them and feel them and hold them as a physical product than when they are just on a screen as a digital file somewhere on my hard drive. Um, So yeah, I don't know, there's something very romantic about film that I connect with on a much more deeper level than I do with the digital work that I do and there you know like I said I love the digital work I do as well but there is something special about film
1: I totally agree on all of the points you just said (laughs) I think it's also about mindfulness for me because some people Mm. think it's burdensome to scan your film because oh my oh lord it takes like an hour for a roll of film or something but Mm -hmm. I embrace these these times as well because I can you know spend time kind of educating myself on the side but you know i watch a lot of youtube videos while scanning or i listen mm-hmm. to podcasts which also mm-hmm. kind of gives gives me a boost of inspiration while doing this and the whole kind of process for me is much more intuitive in a way because yeah. i shot 36 frames i scan them in and then i choose which ones i want to keep while with digital it's like more the other way around because you shoot mm-hmm. so much and then you have to sort out and the sorting out process is the main main part you know, what you do after after Mm -hmm. a shoot. And for me it feels so rushed. And when I when I, you know, handle film it doesn't feel rushed. It feels like every shot is exactly where it belongs and I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. see if I'm gonna work with it or if it stays like this. Yeah. Basically that
0: I love thinking about it as a mindful practice. And I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're right. It is a meditative, very mindful thing to do, um, much more so than any other process. So I am going to 100% roll with that. I love that. I'm going to be like, yep, my meditation is my scanning of my film.
1: And <laughs> um, I mean, you can what do would you one. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go on. No, go on. I mean, you can do like one thing at a time. You don't have to rush it. You can just, you know, one film a day is all right. And Mm -hmm. one other thing I wanted to add to the the list of why I love shooting film. I think many people might not think about it. And I wasn't thinking about it for a long time. But when I was abroad, apart from my psychology courses, I also had some free credit points where I could go to other classes. And I actually visited a class on art history, where we also Mm -hmm. talked about film and how, film photography kind of changed the whole world as it was Mm -hmm. back then and then i realized that even though film photography and digital photography are very similar because they you know have the same purpose it's all about Mm -hmm. taking an image it's still completely different because with film you have something physical you have a film strip that exists in this world while with digital you could argue if it's physical or not because it's just data Mm -hmm. because it's zeros and ones on a file And just the materiality, the realness that it's on this earth—I cannot explain it, but it just gives yeah. me like a, a total moment of ease to know that if everything breaks down, if you know we don't have computers anymore, or if we switch up switch up our mediums where we store our files, film will always exist. While yeah. a digital file you stored on a floppy disk twenty years ago might not be there anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the kind of immortality of film is such a big plus for me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I've always, I remember reading, I think it was in Susan Sontag's book on photography, how when you expose a negative to light you are literally capturing light from that mm-hmm. moment onto that negative and it will be it's like it's like a time capsule like it will not go anywhere forever you have a captured a piece of the past and from that moment forward you're holding the past in your hand on that negative and I just that just blows my mind
1: yeah I mean isn't that crazy and also
0: mm. what also
1: changed like the whole world back then when when people discovered film and were exposing film not only can you capture a moment in time until forever until eternity but it was the first time that you could also kind of replicate that moment because with printing Mm -hmm. you might have i mean we could argue if a negative is an original because every print you make from a negative is a bit different but still Mm -hmm. being able to replicate this moment a thousand times I mean, this was not possible before. Back then when, you know, painting was the thing, you couldn't replicate a painting. And just this kind of juxtaposition of having something that's freezing a moment, but also making it, you know, possible to duplicate this
0: moment is
1: Mm. in and of itself like magic for me.
0: Just, it blows my mind. It's (laughs) it's amazing. Um, Right, let's go down a different road. I would love to hear a bit more about struggles you faced both as a film photographer but also as a female film photographer because as we've mentioned this is a very male-dominated world and has it ever felt difficult for you because of that?
1: Mm, Yeah I was thinking about this a lot because I mean my channel kind of also got some attention mostly because it is you know a film photographer's channel and I think Mm -hmm. the topic of me being female was brought up because of that and Mm -hmm. I was thinking if my gender has anything to do with you know my struggles as a photographer or my struggles in general and I think this is not so easy to answer because when I look back Mm -hmm. at my time at my kind of history that I have with photography there were for sure some some situations where I felt maybe having more struggle as a photographer than if I was male when I think Mm -hmm. back I think I already told you that I was uh, in the beginning mostly kind of browsing through facebook groups related mm-hmm. to analog photography to get tips to to get advice on you know everything related to photography mm-hmm. and i noticed that some of my comments were kind of handled a bit more harsh than comments mm-hmm. that were similar from from somebody male and i sometimes also had the feeling that when i talk about something technical people kind of tend to be a bit more reserved if you know I really get the technical part about photography yeah totally but I wouldn't say that this is something in general or this is something that kind of always happens or to every female photographer in this male-dominated kind of field but Mm -hmm. I think this was like a special place where I was because it was like in a photography group where a lot of people are from the older generation and maybe just internally have some other of gender roles than we have today Mm. but in general since I started this channel I did not really feel that there would be any struggles I think people took me seriously even though I was taking talking about technical things and I'm just not trying to kind of get my my gender in the way of creating but I also wouldn't like it to be the other way around you know I wouldn't you know hope for people to kind of support me or to only feature me on whatever you know just because I'm a female photographer I would love to be seen for my work and my gender might be like a plus because this could help to represent more female photographers all around but I wouldn't like this to be the only thing that kind of makes me stand out if you know what I mean yeah
0: yeah no I totally totally know what you mean and I, I agree with that like I don't I don't think that we should be having to, to have to mention the fact that there's a difference between female and male photographers it's frustrating to me that we still have that discussion at all so it's it's nice to hear that point of view from you and that you just want to just shoot which is what we all want to do I think from my point of view I have definitely had moments where when I've been trying to learn more about film or get interested mm-hmm. in film that I've felt intimidated sometimes by the male counterparts who are shooting on film. I don't know why. I think that's, that's just definitely on me. That's got nothing to do with them and the fact that I'm just, just being intimidated by the medium in general because I don't consider myself a very technical photographer and mm-hmm. film is a very technical medium so that's something that I am working on myself and I think from almost when I found your channel part of me was like oh it's great there's someone a little bit like me who (laughs) I can look to and feel potentially less intimidated by so I think that the fact that you're creating content around film photography will will probably encourage more women to shoot film just because you're a woman and that is great. But I was wondering because,
1: I mean, you basically or mostly shoot portraits in fashion and Mm. I think this is like one of the genres where maybe more female photographers are around as for example, let's say sports or car photography or something like that. Yeah. So do you feel like this is a genre you kind of feel safe as, as a female photographer or is it basically the fact that, you know, it's not the genre per se, but it's
0: the fact if it's digital or film, which kind of makes the gender issue a question? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. I think for me, the intimidation is, is generally about anything technical. Um, mm-hmm. I I definitely shy away from, learning about more technical sides of things, just cause I don't find it that interesting. I'm more interested in the actual <laughs> final product. So having to sit there and learn about lenses is like really dull. Um, <laughs> But also it doesn't help that there aren't that many women talking about it. And I'm conscious of the fact that I am a woman and I have a platform that I could help to expand that technical side of things a little bit if I wanted to. Um, so I'm trying to work out how to fit that around what I do. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I get
1: that. <laughs> but I mean, so film photography doesn't have to be technical. I think this is also a fear a lot of people think that film Mm -hmm. photography is absolutely technical but it doesn't have to be always I mean Mm -hmm. if you want to get into technical things film photography is probably you know a safer option than digital photography because digital (laughs) can just make so much of the technical work for you but Mm -hmm. there are some some ways around if you just are passionate about about shooting film but you do not want to get into the technicals I think this is also totally fine
0: Yeah, no, and I agree because I'm one of those people. Like, I don't get that technical (laughs) with it. I still shoot film, but I absolutely keep it as simple as possible and don't get hung up on, you know, that much about the kit I'm using. As long as the images I get at the end of it are what make me happy and what I think put the clothes that I'm photographing in the best light and the models I'm photographing in the best light, I don't really care how I got there. Mm -hmm. I just care that it looks good and I know for a fact that the when I shoot film I tend to prefer the images and I think they look better so I'm going to continue to do it on film yeah sounds intuitive Mm -hmm. but totally on point I think this is what it should be about yeah so for anyone who is listening and is thinking well I'm a woman or I'm a man and I really want to start shooting on film but I don't know how what are some tips for getting started on film I think my first tip is kind of very plain and a lot of people tell
1: you to do it, but I really mean it. Just do it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I think the, there couldn't be like any any better tip, but just pick up a camera that fits your needs. Get, you know, information about what camera could fit your needs. And even though mm-hmm. if you don't know, just pick up anything and you will learn on the go what you kind of need in a camera or what what makes it easier for you to get into it and just shoot and learn from it. Mm-hmm. I think you can read a lot, you can prepare yourself a lot, but it's nothing compared to just making your own experiences. Yeah. And I think that's really the the main tip I would give anybody. But if you're ambitious and you want to do some more and you really want to deep dive into it, I think there's plenty of ways to, to kind of improve that as well. As I as I told you before, one of the, the like most important reasons why I started my YouTube channel was to connect to other people. And I think mm-hmm. this is also something I would tell people who want to get started connect to other people connect to people who are shooting film who could give you advice who could kind of be a supervisor on on the road and tell you Mm -hmm. how you could you know improve what you want to reach and i think Mm -hmm. it's it's very important to just kind of go with the flow and go what feels right of course you can read photography books and you can read a lot about composition and you can read everything about color and color science and all everything about cameras what's best but i just think if you make your experiences and see what you like and what you don't like you will naturally go with what you're drawn to and then everything will just fall into place i think that's that's really what i believe Okay,
0: amazing. That's really helpful. And what kind of film stocks do you like shooting on? Because, I mean, that's another topic for a whole other podcast episode. It could be a whole <laughs> episode on film stocks. But I personally love shooting on Kodak Portra. It's, I mean, it makes a sense. Classic. It's a classic film, a film created for portraits and for people. So it makes sense that I would do that. But I would love to know what you enjoy shooting on. I'm just quite
1: recently getting into discovering what film stocks I really like because even though I was shooting film for a long time in the beginning also to save money but also to kind of get into the learning process I was shooting a lot of expired film which is mm-hmm. not as reliable and you know if I love this role of the expired film if I buy a fresh roll it could possibly be that it's two different results so that's not a reliable thing to say yeah. but still to this day i love enjoy i i love shooting expired film because i think it's where do you get surprise.
0: your expired film
1: i usually get it off of of ebay mm-hmm. and from people who are my friends who have something in the fridge who don't need it anymore then we make film swaps for example i have something in my fridge that i don't need and then we just swap a couple of rolls mm-hmm And yeah, I think I'm currently finding my go-to films slowly, but I wouldn't say that I would always stick to them. I mean, Mm -hmm. Kodak Portra is a beautiful film and I can definitely see why you love it. And I do really enjoy it as well. But quite recently, I really got into Fuji Pro 400H, which is also Mm -hmm. more of a um, professional. It's the professional film series of Fuji, which is comparable to Portra. But I think has a bit more pop in the greens. Yeah, it does. Um, and for black and white, currently HP5 is my go-to film mm-hmm. because I just love that you can push it until like 1600 and it's still beautiful and gives a fine, really nice grain. But mm-hmm. I'm honestly, I'm happy with shooting whatever. If I get a yeah. roll of whatever in my hands, I will shoot it and see if I like it. And then next yeah. time I will either toss it or take it again.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same. Like, honestly, I kodak Portra is so expensive if you speak to anyone about buying it it is so expensive so sometimes if i'm just shooting my own projects i'm not gonna buy Portra because why would i spend 50 pounds for five rolls when i can just spend half of that and have something much cheaper or like you said go and buy expired film on ebay um so i will shoot anything that i find lying around i've bought random things (laughs) off amazon that i'd never heard of and you get interesting results it's funny though because i did shoot um some Fuji Pro 400H, so I can never remember what it's called. Um, complicated names, um, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't gel with it. So immediately I was like, okay, I'm not gonna necessarily buy that again, especially because that is also another expensive film stock. It is. So yeah. it's it's good to, I think it's good and important to try the different ones and see what you like, and then you can continue to go on and buy future stocks that you'd like. Um, The next one I was going to ask you was about cameras, because obviously (laughs) we haven't actually discussed cameras yet. And you did an amazing video on your YouTube channel of all the different cameras you owned, which I really enjoyed watching. Um, So I would love to ask you what your favorite cameras to shoot on are.
1: That's also a tough question, because when you saw my camera collection video, you know that there's a lot, a lot of cameras yes. that I that I accumulated over time, and then I feel like a bad mother if I kind of choose my favorite cameras because <laughs> I feel like it's the same with kids. You cannot say which ones are your favorite kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I definitely do have some favorites and some some cameras I pick up more often. And currently, my my favorite camera and my go to camera that I literally always bring around is my Leica M6. Yeah. this was a long dream of mine when I first got mm-hmm. into film that one day maybe I could buy myself a Leica M6 and I haven't regretted it one second because it's just so smooth and so intuitive to shoot mm-hmm. and what I really love about it it's that it's just so minimal you know it doesn't have any features yeah. you don't need you just have your shutter speed re- wheel and that's basically it and you do not need any any anything more but I mean when I'm completely honest we could talk about cameras forever and I'm you know, loving this kind of geek side of photography as well. And I love to deep dive into, into cameras and about the different specs and different models. And yeah, that's, that's definitely a fun thing, but it has nothing to do with your creative process in and of itself. No. I think it's like two distinct categories. And it doesn't matter what camera you have. This is also a cliche phrase because gear doesn't matter. Yeah. Many people say, but I think it matters to the extent which camera you want to pick up and which camera you really enjoy shooting. This is the only thing why gear yeah. matters, why it could kind of influence your creative process and your results. Yeah. So I just stick to the cameras that I love to pick up. Yeah. And apart from the Leica M6, I love my, my Yashica T4. It's always in my pocket, like pretty much every day. And I really enjoy the medium format camera that I just got recently, which is the... Bronica ETRSI it's my first like proper medium format camera and I think this will not be my last
0: oh that's amazing And I, I love what you said about how like the only thing that really matters is that you enjoy shooting on the camera you have and that is so so true because I have I also have loads of cameras like I have a <laughs> lot of random cameras sitting around my house and I, you know, I have my digital cameras, which I adore shooting with, but I also have a bunch of film cameras and I bought myself on eBay last year, the Nikon F100, which is a much more automatic, mm-hmm. almost feels like a digital camera, Nikon camera. Um, and I bought that because I needed something that was speedy, that was going to be really intuitive and easy for me to use. And it is because it feels like I'm holding my other digital cameras oh, but and I love it for, for that. You. Yeah, it's great. It works so well. I shoot with it all the time. um, And that's worked really well for me. I also used to have a Nikon F3, which I know you have a Mm -hmm. bunch of, uh, I saw in your video. And I (laughs) loved that camera, but it wasn't as quick and easy for me to use. So I ended up selling that and I exchanged it for the F100, which has been fabulous for me and I'm really in the moment looking for my next camera which is I want to get a medium format I don't currently have one no I'm lying I have one but it's a twin reflex and I just I just don't get along with it I can't get into The you know the the Mm. reflex of looking down and then everything being upside down it's really hard and it just doesn't suit the way that I work so I've had this camera forever I was actually very kindly given to it it was a really random story and if anyone wants to hear the story I will tell you in another day but um the how I got this camera but I and I will never sell it because I love it so much and it takes incredible pictures but the point is I don't use it because I don't enjoy shooting with it so. I need to find something medium format that I really love working with and that's going to get me the results I want. So that is currently what I'm searching for. And I, you know, I will take as long as I need to find something before I make a purchase because medium formats are expensive and shooting on medium format is expensive as well. So I don't want to just go out and buy something random and then have be stuck with something I don't like. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's exactly the point, because the medium format camera would be beautiful for portraits and for mm-hmm. for fashion. But if the one you have doesn't make you happy and doesn't work for your workflow, then it's not the one right. And I'm pretty no, sure that exactly. you will find a camera that's the perfect fit for you
0: very soon. Yeah, yes, I'm, I'm sure I will. Um, please, can you tell everyone where we can follow you and learn more about film from you as well?
1: Yes. So if you want, you can follow me on Instagram, where I'm just the same as on YouTube, Karin Mayuka or at Karin Mayuka. And quite recently, I got my YouTube channel where you can also find me at Karin Mayuka. And I do also have a website that I should probably kind of update sooner or later, which is uh, KarinMayuka.com. So if you want, you can check me out, say hi and connect because I just love to connect to people, talk to you, have a chat. And if you want to just hit me up.
0: Thank you so much. That was so amazing.
1: Yeah, really. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you and I'm just so happy to, to talk to another female
0: film enthusiast. So <laughs> thanks for having me. There you go, I hope you enjoyed that. I just think she is the sweetest person and I loved every second of speaking to her about film and just, yeah, really loved her. Um, If you liked listening to Karine, then definitely go and give her a follow. She has an incredible portfolio of work and her YouTube channel is really great. So if you want to learn about film and if you want to follow a female film photographer, I highly recommend going and subscribing to her channel. As always, if you enjoyed listening to the episode, I would absolutely love it if you could leave me a five star review on the Apple podcast app. Every single review helps me so much to be boosted in the podcast charts and means that other photographers like yourself can find the show and enjoy and learn. If you want to learn more from me, you can head to my website at oliviabosserteducation.com where I share a blog post every Monday, where all the new podcast episodes come out. You can also take my free course about pitching and there are other resources on there. And you can also find out about all of my online courses specifically for fashion photographers too. So if you have any questions, feel free to email me. And yeah, I can't wait to see you for the next episode next week. Have a lovely day.